We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, during Monday's locker room cleanout, it was Ravens kicker Justin Tucker who spoke out after being asked about his pregame exchange. We all saw it with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and Sarah, while he downplayed that moment specifically and was very clearly ready to move on from it, he was also sure to clarify that, hey, that's how he's handled pregame business for 12 years and counting, and no opponent has ever taken issue with it. Mm, we'll get into that. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Tuesday, January 30th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. Oh, boy. So Chiefs offensive lineman Donovan Smith, there's video of him getting after Roquan Smith pretty hard post game, and several players addressed their uncertain futures in Baltimore during the aforementioned locker room cleanout. Plus, things appear to be heating up again. I know we were all hoping it wouldn't, but it's heating up for Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, who is now reportedly being sought after by both the Washington Commanders and the Seattle Seahawks for their head coach vacancies. And, oh, yeah, don't forget, there was a surprise guest visit at the Under Armour Performance Center to speak to players Monday. We've got all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. So just to kind of build off of what we discussed briefly at the end of our post-game live stream, for those of you who maybe hopped on the show at some point throughout this season, we're year-round. Like we're committed to year-round content, so make sure you tell a friend, tell yourself. Maybe maybe you're learning just now that we, we don't just do in-season content, so really looking forward to, obviously, everything that comes with free agency, potential coaching changes, draft coverage, and more. But we'll begin with what you mentioned at the top, and that is the Justin Tucker content, which began with this. And remember, this is courtesy of James Palmer of NFL Network, who caught this pregame exchange. Justin is warming up on the opponent's side of the field, meaning Kansas City's, as he's done for 12 years. And you see it right there. I'll just re replay it for those, from the, for those in the, the YouTube space. But Justin's stretching. He's got some of his equipment right in front of Mahomes and Kelsey, and Travis just decides to take it into his own hands there. He just takes his equipment and chucks it. <laughs> Justin's kind of amused by it in that sense. And he was asked about it, of course, during the locker room clean out, here's what he had to say in the exchange. I thought it was all just some gamesmanship. Um, 
you know, all in good fun, but they seem to be taken a little bit more seriously. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm totally willing to let it all go, but um, yeah, I just wanted to explain that that's just, you know, what I've done for 12 years, and it's, it's not like I'm out there trying to be problematic. I'm just trying to get ready for the football game just like they are. You didn't and say yes. That's, and that's that's all I really got to say about okay. it. Okay, well, just I'm to saying, be clear. Have you ever had a, like in those 12 years of doing that, have you ever had an issue like that before? No, like I just said, okay. never never had a, an issue with anybody. Um, you know, we're all, at the end of the day, we're all professionals just trying to get ready for the football game. Uh, those are two of the best players that have ever played the game at their respective positions. They're just trying to get ready for the football game. Obviously, it's an intense environment, so um, it's it's really whatever to me, man. I'm just you know I'm just trying to get ready for the football game. You said nothing. You just let it go, right? Yeah, I was just getting ready for the football game. Okay, so I was gonna stand by my comments on Twitter prior to this, and now I'm really standing tall. Mm-hmm. All right, I quote tweeted Palmer and said that this reeks of arrogance and entitlement on the from the Kansas City perspective. And, and you don't want to see my mentions right now. You you know what this is like when other teams' mentions get into your DMs and your. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what this is. There's a reason why our notifications are turned off on on the app that is X or or formerly known as Twitter. So uh, I stand by that. What was your instant reaction when this first came down? And and then hearing Justin there, have you have you been you know leaning any different way? It's also weird. I I immediately, when it all happened, just because I don't feel like I've paid much attention to the pregame stuff, I actually reached out to Q, who obviously was on our show uh, on Monday, and he was like, he's he was saying it was poor etiquette by by Justin Tucker, basically saying that's not where he's supposed to be. But then it's Justin here, so maybe I got to follow up with Q here. Uh, it's all it's all weird to me. Like I understand, uh, and I believe him. I believe him obviously when he says that he's been there for for twelve years, and then. You know, he says he's there up to a certain amount of time. Because in a video that you didn't show there, there was another video of him and Patrick Mahomes. And he and Patrick Mahomes are going back and forth. And I can see Tucker almost pointing up. It seemed like he was pointing up to the clock or something, right? Maybe explaining, hey, this is where I am until a certain time. And then Mahomes had kicked his his little yeah. uh, ball stand. holder. Yeah. yeah, ball holder stand. So... It's just weird. It, to me, it's like if it had been a thing where they he wasn't supposed to be there and he's not normally there and they talk and he like refuses to leave, even then, I'm not really loving them like throwing his equipment to the, to the side. But like if he is always there and I don't know that he's going to get up in front of all these cameras and say, hey, I've been there for 12 years. So I don't know what the problem is. It just it just is like there was no it's like he said, the whole situation's silly. He said it perfectly. The whole situation is silly. And to me to like, I don't know, grab a grown man's equipment and shove it to the side. And 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 then he's just sitting there smiling and, and grinning. <laughs> it is. We talked about it. It was the the, the 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 they were bullying from the beginning, right? Just from from the yep. beginning. And then even Tucker there just didn't even look like he wanted to make it much of a, of a big deal. But um, I, don't, I don't know if I'll go as strong as your words, although I won't fight against your words, calling it, you know, entitled and uh, all of that. But it sure as heck seems like unnecessary, certainly unnecessary. And um, the game within the game started before the game even started. 
Yes, it did. From the op- literally before the opening whistle. And then after the final whistle, Roquan Smith got a little bit of, yeah. dare I say, his own medicine. I hate to say it. We love our guy. Uh, but in, in my estimation, uh, when Donovan Smith had this to say, when Roquan's up at the podium and Donovan is in the locker room watching Roquan's you know, post-game podium interactions after a loss, this, this is how it sounded. Oh, look, he's sad. Look at this sad. He's sad. He's sad. Sad. Talking all that. He's sad. Hey, go cry. My fault. My language. I gotta check it. Yeah, baby. All right. So, offensive tackle for the Chiefs, Donovan Smith, having some words for Agent Zero there, and for those of you in in, in the audio only space. Again, this is Donovan in the Chiefs winning locker room. Roquan appears on one of the TVs at the post-game podium, and so he's reacting to seeing him up on the on on, uh, on that stage. So, look, you know, it's my my first reaction was obviously horrific language, not very classy, uh, but this is the type of stuff that you open yourself up to uh, when he's handled. You know, hey, look, Roquan doesn't mince his words either, and I just feel like he he opens himself up. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it right from Donovan's part there, but uh, this is part of the game, I think. Uh, it's it's part of the game uh, that and and Roquan talks, but in this specific instance, he wasn't talking crap. All he said was that Patrick Mahomes was an elite quarterback, but we're an elite defense too. Well, I think Donovan was. I'm okay. So you interesting? We had two different perspectives of what he was referring to there. Yeah, you think like, it was from his post? All that bleep. What else was he referring to? Roquan had one interview, and it was in front of everybody. And the and the Kansas City people, uh, Bobby Stroop, heading it all, you know, leading it all. Yeah. And got upset that he's that. And the third time he was asked about Mahomes, you know, is this a graduate level? He said, No, it's not a graduate level. And uh, he's he's puts his pants on one leg at a time, just like any other quarterback. Okay. So, so to me, that's not that's not talking crap in my estimation, but what, what was your context of it going in? Well, I feel the same exact way. I, th- I thought, see, this is it. This is why we do this, right? You, you had a completely different perspective here. I thought he's talking about in game, in game oh. from the game and everything that's happening throughout that game, throughout that four quarter bloodbath that it was, that was my yeah. interpretation, but we won't ah, know. I didn't even think of it like that. So yeah, it could be, it could be either way, but if it's um, the former, Completely agree. I, I if it's think the it's former. The, uh, yeah, oh. obviously, I thought it was the former. Still do. Everybody's talking out on the field, and um, and by the way, from a defensive perspective, the defense backed up his talk, right? No Which was just basically no that Mahomes is elite, but we are too. No they doubt. allowed fourteen points in the first quarter, and then three points for the last three quarters to Patrick Mahomes, who everybody is rightfully declaring as one of the best in history. He has a lot to go to, to pass Brady in terms of rings, but rightfully so are anointing him. Um, and at the same time, this defense went with him toe to toe. So Roquan, I thought backed it up, but they, but the Ravens lost the game. Uh, you can point to the defense in the first quarter, but more like most, we both agree that it's more on the offense and the coaching staff. Um, so, but you know what? I, I could see Roquan Smith being like, you know, he's done it before. He's like, buy Cincinnati or, you know, that, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So 
Do I think that he's like worried at home about what Donovan Smith <laughs> is saying? Heck no. All he wants is like another opportunity, but probably realizes that it takes a day at a time and it's going to take a long time to get back to that point. But I, you know, Roquan Smith is Roquan Smith and we all love him for it. And I hope he continues being himself. Absolutely. Yeah. And you got to wonder what these guys, you know, we, we were just talking about it before we started recording. Like, you know, we go all, all football season long and we think that, it, you know, when it comes to a screeching halt, while you and I vow to like not allow our, our mindsets or uh, overall moods to be dictated by, by a, a win or a loss. I can only imagine how much it's it's more of a challenge for these guys that dedicate their entire lives to it. And so the day after, I found myself thinking we're, we're taping this on Monday the 29th. I found myself um, many times throughout the day just thinking about what well, how they've been spending it, you know, and just trying to turn that page. And, and speaking of that, one of the annual things, unfortunately, that comes with the end of a season is your locker room clean out day. Cordell Woodland captured a good photo of what it's like, right? And you you know this having been in the building for as long as you were, and, and I used to cover these days as well. Each player gets a trash bag or two, and yeah, it's it's lot. You're literally cleaning out your locker room, and a lot of those names up there, you know, with the attached numbers, won't be there next year. There'll be different names with those corresponding numbers. Hopefully, the ones on the screen will be there, including Kyle Hamilton. He's he's definitely scheduled to be here next yeah. year. But I think it's time to start to transition sort of to the to a lot of the future talk, and I think we probably begin with a guy who you and I both believe just won't be here and it's solely based on economics. And that's Patrick Queen who had an all pro pro bowl caliber season did not have his fifth year option picked up in May. Roquan Smith was paid a boatload of money a year ago at his position of inside linebacker. They go and draft Trenton Simpson right out of Clemson. And we all know just with the way that he played and, and being in a cap, in, in a in a cap restricted world that the NFL is, it's going to be tough. Here's PQ. Uh, I mean, yeah, of course. You know, this where I started it at, so um, it definitely would be nice to come back. But at the same time, you know, I just I just got to do what's best for me, do what's best for my family, um, and then they got to do what's best for them on the other side too as well. So um, you know, wherever that leads to, is is up to God. And we shared uh, this during. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that's the exact correct thing to say. He was also on Twitter uh, where he posted four pictures of himself during the Chiefs game. And then uh, he said, got everything out of me, no regrets, God's glory. So, and that's true. I mean, for four years, he's given it everything, even when things weren't going his way and when he was getting piled upon by fans and media. And uh, I'm, I'm just so happy for him, but the, what he just said, though, and I know it's what you're supposed to say, but I wish that more people would remember it, especially when you're in the middle of like intense uh, contract negotiations like Lamar and the Ravens had, is you said, I got to do what's best for me and my family, and they, meaning the Ravens front office, have to do what's best for them. And that's it at the end of the day. And you'll have people like Skip Bayless and other people being like, oh, this team is dragging this person through it or, you know, or dragging them through the mud or this person is mistreating the organization, you know, and it's like, oh, you're not loyal and da, 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 da. Like regardless of which side you take organization versus player and whatever it is at the end of the day, that's what both sides are doing. And you want to do it in a professional, respectful manner. But at the end of the day, PQ should absolutely do what's best for him. And Eric DeCosta and the Ravens should absolutely do 
what they think is the best way going forward with their cap and their team. And that's just the end of it. And uh, every once in a while, somebody will let it get personal and then things do get disrespectful. But for the most part, most negotiations are that. You do what's best for you and we'll do what's best for us. And if, if we happen to overlap, then let's make a deal. And I'll continue to be impressed with how he responded this year to yep. all these things that we've documented, you know, with the, the drafting, the potential replacement, not picking up the option, having Roquan getting paid all that money. He, he, all he did was, was respond with class, charisma, confidence, and obviously he, he let his play do the talking on the field. So, you know, whichever team decides to pay him this offseason, it's, it's going to be some money well-earned. There's no doubt about that. No doubt. And, Another getting, player, and they are getting a dog. They're right? getting a dog. D-A-W-G. Absolutely. Another player who's not guaranteed to be in Baltimore this upcoming fall is Odell Beckham Jr. He responded to Lamar's tweet from last night, and Lamar just kind of said he's, you know, he's proud of all my brothers. Uh, a game short to the former champs. Hats off to them. Hashtag we're going to be back. Way better to the real Flock Nation. We thank you all. And, and OBJ responded on Monday saying, I've never seen nothing like it. You mean more to me than you can ever imagine. I appreciate every moment with you. Love you, brother. This was special. So nice little message there from OBJ to Lamar. You saw those two having a moment post-game. Not only was OBJ seen, caught, uh, kind of getting in Zay's ear, comforting him as yep. that game went final, but the same can be said about Lamar. And we all know that uh, this is a collective belief in the locker room. Just listen to Jadavian. Well, I'm just going to keep God first and continue to do what he do and uh, – be him. He's a different guy, but he practiced hard. He's a, he a leader regardless of what anybody thinks. He has fun, good personality. Uh, I love to be around him. Everybody in the locker room for vouch for that. We love to be around the guy. Um, man, he's just fun, man. You know, it ain't all this all at all the time, man. People are, are regular people at the end of the day. And Lamar, great dude to hang out with, man. I, I love him regardless of how the game shook out, man. It's just like my brother forever. I'm glad I got to play with him. I enjoyed it. Uh, enjoy him like I enjoy everybody else in this locker room, but keep your head up, man. I dealt with that scrutiny throughout my career, and uh, just kept my head up. Keep the people around me that love me more. Keep them close, and, uh, you know, build from there and just keep continue to move forward. Good perspective there. Yeah, so, Bobby, th this is – um okay, so to have Clowney talk about him in this way, and before this game – uh, Dalvin Cook was like, man, I can't, I'm so happy that I'm going to be able to tell my children that I took a snap from Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and then you have OBJ, who is one of the biggest faces in terms of wide receivers in the game today. And they love Lamar. And then we just had on um, Amber Theo Harris. And she told us in our State of the Ravens live stream that, um, uh, Adams over in, 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 uh, Devante, Devante Adams over in Las Vegas. When she posed to him, would you rather have another 1700, 2000 yard season, you know, and we're talking about record numbers here, historic that would help him get in the hall of fame. Or would you like to play for Lamar Jackson? He chose Lamar Jackson. He chose 800 <laughs> yards in Lamar Jackson. So I'm saying all this because, and we'll cover it later in the week. Cause, cause we will, we covered, try to cover everything. Um, as you hear people in the media dogging Lamar today, which is happening all over the place, and Lamar didn't play his best game. We know that. He played, 
he, I, he, I'm sure he wants it back. He played poorly. He didn't, he didn't have a great game. He had, he had some Superman heroics in there, but played poorly. Um, which is different from the way he's played for the rest of this time. Yes. When the media's dogging you, fine. That's the reality we live in. But you've got Pro Bowl, All Pro, potential Hall of Fame stars saying they want to play with them, and it's been an honor, and I've never seen anything like you. Okay. The players are the players are speaking with their own careers about their belief in Lamar. They're speaking with their money. They're speaking with their with their contracts. The media don't have skin in the game that way. These players do. OBJ does. Devontae Adams does. Dalvin Cook does. These guys, they have skin in the game. And they're willing to put their skin in on Lamar. And I think that speaks volumes even after the way he played against the Chiefs. Love it. Well said. Nothing else really needs to be said. OBJ from a day ago, by the way. He was asked about sort of his future, and Jonas Schaefer summarized it on Twitter, saying that he didn't know the political answer, quote, a political answer to a question about whether he wants to remain a Raven, but he did go on to say that uh, he absolutely loves this place, and I've enjoyed every single moment. That That's direct from, from OBJ, who, again, is not guaranteed to be here coming up next year. Money-wise, it might be back that, good that he's back because it's going to be a lot of dead money even though they did the contract restructure. Go true, ahead. True, right? As Brian McFarlane noted, those void mm -hmm. years are no longer. Uh, Geno Stone, pending free agent, coming off the year of his life. Bo Smolko tweeted that he, he loves the Ravens organization but understands this is a business. He also wants to know what his value is, and this is how that sounded, courtesy of Ravens Productions. You know, like I said, I'm just going to wait and see. Uh, you know, something I'll talk to my agent and – um, you know, talk with teams about, but you know, I'm not gonna try to think about it right now. Um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, I know I, I want to know my, what my value is and stuff like that. But uh, it is what it is. You know, I appreciate I appreciate this organization. Um, you no, know, I, I, I you know my rule, my rule here, and uh, you know, whatever opportunity I get next, whatever it is, if I'm here, back here, or somewhere else, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, just, I'm still be me. Would you like to stay here, or is it, or is it again something you just have to kind of weigh? No, it's probably something that's got away. Um, you know, I, I love this organization a lot, um, but at the end of the day, you know, I got to weigh my options. You know, uh, you know, this is a business. You got to do what's best for you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So that was the uh, politically correct answer. Remember, OBJ said, I don't know what the politically correct answer is. Now, when Stone was out with Marlon after the game, and they were oh. trying to get over that game, he gave a little bit more of a... Um, an answer where, you know, he wants to be with his boys. I know, you know, he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to. Here they are. Marlon knows it. He said, I'm not bleeping leaving, is what he said. So oh, uh, he looks a little bit more you know, day removed from, from all of that and going out and all of that and having a little bit more of a, a, uh, politically correct answer, but it's the correct answer. There's, he, he very well could be leaving if the economics are better for him to go elsewhere, but you know, he would love to stay here and, and stay with the organization that where, where, where it all started for him. He looks a little tired there. I think he and Marlon may have been out late there. It looks, sure, sure looks to me like, based on the Instagram stories, they were high atop Baltimore at a place called the Bygone. But, hey, that's just a guess. And, and they deserve to celebrate what was, yes, short of the ultimate goal, uh, but, but one heck of a successful season and really ultimately one step away from getting to that game that they all obviously are, are chasing. What about Kevin Zeitler? He's a pending free agent. He's been their right guard since Marshall Yonda retired, which is pretty crazy to think. He's certainly fortified that and, and that position and and been a mainstay, honestly. He, he's barely missed time. And when he does miss time, you're thinking to yourself like, whoa, this dude doesn't miss time. What, is everything all right? He told the reporters today that uh, he's ready to roll. He wants to return to the Ravens and hopes that the business side of things can work out. So, so no um, sign of retirement there, right. number one. Right. Number two, number two, remember they the Ravens approached him to restructure so they could cl- clear up room in case in case they needed it for Lamar. Yeah. So he's got void years also. So okay. it would also be beneficial to re-sign him. Now remember the Ravens also have Andrew Voorhees, who they drafted and was you know, yes. with him being injured. So, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing if you know, if they re-sign Zeitler, right? To like not be punished by all those void years and re-sign them before the due date. I don't know what the date is where the void years kick in. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, keep him at right guard, maybe put Andrew Voorhees at left guard. And as, as well as Simpson played, right, this year, he was, I mean, he played all 17 games, if I'm not uh, mistaken, plus plus the, the postseason, so 19 games. Um, maybe he missed something in there, but he's essentially there the whole time. Uh, but maybe you don't re-sign him because you already have Andrew Voorhees. And, and like, again, they all, they're all they all potentially starters, but economically it would work out best to move forward with Voorhees and re-signing uh, Zeitler. Yeah, and by the way, he did play. I got I got the stats in front of me here. He played and started in all 17 yeah. games. Okay. Just because it's fresh in my mind, because we did a little tailgate, purple, purple tailgate rally at Twain's Tavern in Pasadena on Friday night. I had a chance to catch up with Ben Cleveland one-on-one. And so... Ben perhaps is is waiting in the wings for his opportunity. That's been obviously a long time coming as well. So maybe that could be an answer at left He's guard. He's going into year four, right? Ben yes. Cleveland. Uh, okay. Is he? 
somewhere around. I can look or, it up. You can move on to the next yeah, one. I'll look it up. Three or four there for Ben Cleveland, but uh, who obviously, as he told me, he's been a like the, when he was called upon this year, he answered the bell. But in terms yes, of did. what, in terms of what he was supposed to be at this point in his career, obviously it's been disappointing, and and he did not shy away from expressing that with me on Friday night. It's his, it's his fourth year. It's his fourth and final year of his contract going okay. into 2024. Yep, that's right. So Bo, Bo Smoko was also with, uh, as uh, many reporters were in this scrum, with Kyle Van Noy. And Kyle said that this year was, quote, a great time to go to work. He's loved his brief time in the organization. He's a pending free agent. Says he does not know what will come next. He's going to take some time with his family and then worry about that. Remember, this is a guy who did not – participate in training camp he was on the couch using his words right he was a couch couch guy getting ready to, to impact the team and joined him and I think like right before the London game if I'm not mistaken somewhere around there and man between him and Jadavian Clowney sipping from the fountain of youth setting an edge they really I mean both of these guys had career years think about yeah. that they had career years and neither one of them was Jadavian at training camp or was he at the tail end Jadavian was like, yeah, I believe Jadavian was the tail end, and then Van Noy was in the beginning of the season. Yeah, straight up. Like he was yeah. just like late September, early October. So, yeah. Um, we'll see what happens with these guys, but just to think about what the Ravens got, you know, in exchange for, for the team friendly deals that they were brought in on, that's a win. I'm surprised that they there's been quotes from Jadavian, but there's no quotes about his future. Like there was the one about Lamar. And then there was one about. Um, well, I listened no, to the whole Jadavian interview. He, he he mentioned it. What did he What did he say? He was just saying that he's going to take some time. He made one comment that acted that kind of seemed like he was mulling retirement, but I don't know if it was enough to like get any tweets about it. That was just my viewpoint on it. But oh. clearly, he's going to go home, spend some time with his family. He's got a bunch of kids running around, as he said. He doesn't want to do training camp again. He's got the no. formula down. Gosh, yeah. no. And, and, yeah. and gosh, at this point, <laughs> what he just put out on tape this year, man, he's got to feel like we talked about with yeah. Q. He's got to be feeling pretty empowered. As long as he's keeping in shape on his own, which is what he's what, what he's been doing. So, Yep, absolutely. More power to him. Let's get to uh, a special guest that came in, right? I think we're good on the free agency side of things. What one comment from Zay here? Zay met with the media not only directly after that heartbreak, but the next day too. And you just think about the high character that it takes to do that. I know it may seem easy yeah. to some, but it's it's not. It's, it's not easy, especially the day after, especially moments after heartbreak. Here's Zay. Especially yeah, I when feel you like I got um, another step. I feel like I could be one of the best receivers in this league. And I'm not going to let one moment define me. So I'm going to just use that and use it as a slingshot. I got that quick trigger today, don't I? Yeah, no, quick you're trigger. good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a longer thing. I'm over here stretching. I did my arm workout today. And like, my, I'm so sore. So I'm like stretching during it. But um, no, to your point, listen, plenty of guys didn't speak, right? Like we didn't, we didn't hear from Justin Matabike, Gus Edwards, Tyler, and these are all free agents, pending free agents. Justin Matabike, Gus Edwards, Tyler Huntley, Nelson Aguilar, Devin Duvernay, John Simpson, Arthur Millette, Rocky Sin, Ronald Dar Darby. Would have loved to hear of all of them. Lamar, there was no, there was no way I thought that he was going to be at the locker room clean out to speak again, right? Like there's oh. plenty of people that are just like, I'm not doing the media thing again. I'm not doing it. And to me, if you totally, if you had like a major play and it hurt the team and you don't, face the music one of those two days I I think players should I think that's part of their job description 
But if you've already if you've already addressed the media like Lamar did last night or Zay did, I wouldn't expect either one of them to speak again today. But Zay did, to your point. And he did it when like he was so down about the fumble. You know what I mean? And and so for him to come back the second time is awesome. And then on top of that, then he comes back. It took less than 24 hours, Bobby, for him to say, hey, I'm going to try to be the best wide receiver in the league. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's – and that's 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 how you got to do it. You cannot lose faith in yourself. And I think by the way he played the other, you know, 59 minutes of the game, like, you know, he backed that up. He's, he's, he just got to – and he said it. He, he used a Harbaugh quote there. I, f- I feel like Harbaugh's talked to him. I'm not going to let this one moment define me. Yep. Our boy has said that many times. And so good for him. And I love that he's got his eye on the prize. He wants to be the best. And how do you become the best unless you unless you believe you can? So that's a bold thing to say after after such a game. But it's also like, you know, one day at a time for sure. But I know for sure he's going to be the best drafted uh, wide receiver in Ravens franchise history. And then, you know, we can go from there. This could have been related, you know, just to have that kind of mindset. If this was before the locker room clean out, which I believe it it was, Ryan Mink tweeted that Ed Reed spoke to the Ravens in the final team meeting. That was Monday morning. So, yeah, it was definitely before the locker room clean out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, Ed was part of that 2011 squad that lost in the AFC title game and then obviously went on to win the following season in 2012, January or February of 2013. So, you know, um, Hearing from a guy who's been there, done that, but then also when it's Ed Reed, it's probably just put through the roof. So hopefully that helps too. Yeah, I mean it's 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 nothing can hurt from having perspective, right? Uh, and Ryan points out, you know, the loss in the AFC title game. It was literally in the locker room seconds after that gut wrenching loss when it was, in some ways, you know, similar in that mistakes were made at the goal line or with the field goal kicking. And minutes after that, that was the one famous Ray Lewis speech in the locker room, which actually oh, yeah. might be my favorite. And there's so many to choose from, but where he was like, you got, you guys better not hang your head low. There's so many people out there that have it worse than us, you know, giving him perspective. And then, you know, they, they lost in that AFC championship. And then a year later they went and won the Super Bowl. And so um, the Kansas city chiefs were just another team that showed that like, Sometimes it's best to have adversity. I mean, they had adversity all season long. Things were not clicking for them. And so it's not like the Ravens haven't had adversity before in the Lamar Jackson era, but, um, you know, it's not over until you you go out and take it and make sure that the adver- that you overcome the adversity. So I love that Ed would could be there. I didn't hear the speech. I'd love to hear it. Hopefully the Ravens will release it. Uh, right. But there's no doubt it was uh, it was inspiring. So we're on Mike McDonald watch. We are very much on Mike McDonald watch because last night, if you're listening to this on Tuesday the 30th, Mike met with the Washington Commanders ownership group for their head coach vacancy. Albert Breer tweeting out on Monday that the Seahawks are interviewing, yes, Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson uh, and, and Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald later today. So Ben Johnson was yesterday on Monday. Mike McDonald is later today. And that comes a day after Washington Commanders, led by Josh Harris and his ownership group, uh, had had Mike McDonald down to the D.C. area or Landover, wherever they are. Ashburn. You, I don't know. I don't know where they are. <laughs> um, oh, wait a second. Ashburn. Uh, no, the stadium's in Landover. The facility's in Ashburn. 
and yet it's the Washington DC Commanders. All right, anyway. So right. um, Seattle, according to Albert, has waited for these two to become available given the postseason status, but now that the Lions and Ravens are out, worked out pretty well for the Seahawks. Perhaps they've been a sleeper all along here, but uh, Mike's going to be highly sought after in these next couple of days, I think. Yep. Wouldn't surprise me if there's a, you know announcements coming soon for these teams. And this does not surprise me. What does surprise me, but obviously I just didn't have my finger on the pulse. I mean, it's looking like Belichick isn't going to get hired. Belichick and Pete Carroll and Mike Vrabel. Think about that. Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Mike Vrabel are going to be frozen out of this hiring cycle. Meaning, meaning, I believe for the last two vacancies, you have Mike McDonald, Ben Johnson, and... Oh, shoot. There's one other name that's still Canales? out there. Who? Canales. Canales got hired. No, no, no. Then who's the other one that was in Dave, that? Dave Canales got hired. There's one other guy. You're but right, anyway. Canales. But here, we'll, we'll we'll gather ourselves. Listen to PQ pitching hard for his guy. I think he's the best candidate out there right now. Uh, I don't think nobody does like him. Nobody cares like him. Uh, nobody will do what he does. He will not rest until he has everything right. So, um, Whoever gets him, if he leaves, uh, he probably is getting like the best candidate out there. I mean, the guys all around, just the best person I've been around, coach-wise, uh, person-wise, and just you know, he really cares. He truly cares about the players, the people around the organization, and the fans. Echoing what Roquan told us all year long about Mike Mack, and by the way, that name is Dan Quinn down in Dallas. Go. Dan Quinn is another name that's in this conversation. So Ben Johnson with Detroit. Dan Quinn with Dallas, Mike McDonald in Baltimore. Maybe there's a couple others that are out there, but it seems like the last two vacancies are going to go to two of these three guys. Yeah. Yeah. It, which just shows, I mean, the NFL is going to younger, fresher faces. That's just what, that's just what's happening. And, and by that's the, way, the final we, point, by the way, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. You, you just reminded me. The one outlier along those lines from all of these vacancies that have been filled in the last two weeks, which have been like eight, like some, somewhere around seven or eight vacancies, the one outlier in terms of age was 60-year-old John Harbaugh. The rest of those hires, quite literally, Jim. Dan, Dan Quinn excluded. Did I say Jim John? Harbaugh. Sorry. Did I say John? Yeah. Uh, but why wouldn't you? You cover him daily. <laughs> so Jim, Jim is 60, right? All of these other guys that were hired, we're in their late, mid to late 30s or early 40s. It's crazy this wave of youth, yeah. you know, youth in in the, in the NFL coaching cycle. So anyway, sorry, go ahead. Wait, 40 is youthful. Thank you very much. If you're in your <laughs> 40s, just want to point that out there. That's right. That's right. The other thing I was just gonna say, I get the feeling from PQ that if he likes you and he's bought into you, he would go to war for you. Like that's just how I, that's how he comes across to me. So quick hits. We'll wrap things up. Uh, Ravens put out on Twitter. A thank you to Ravens flock saying kept the bank rocking all year. Thank you Ravens flock. So I appreciate, I think that's nice. That they said that you had some, some sarcastic replies saying, you know, the flock showed up, but the offense didn't, but you oh. know, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that, you know, they're giving love to the the fan base. And I don't know what happened. To, we got slides this way. Oh, I just thought that was cool from, um, not cool, interesting. Uh, Ian Harditz, hopefully I said that right. Uh, but he said the average depth 
in AFC and M NFC championships. Okay, so average depth throwing for these quarterbacks. You've got Jared Goff at 9.4. you got Brock Purdy at 10. Lamar Jackson the, the most at 10.8. So all these guys are around 10 for their average depth uh, of throws. Patrick Mahomes, 5.9. Don't let anybody in narratives uh. force you to be different than you are. Here we are talking about Patrick Mahomes being the greatest of all time, up there with Tom Brady, and he's not afraid to get short passes. Like, who cares? Take what the offense gets you. Take it, take it, take it. Don't have to have big plays all the time. You just wouldn't think that about Mahomes, right? Average depth, 5.9 yards per pass. Mm, we'll stick a pin in it there. As always, we appreciate you guys. If you haven't already done so and you've been enjoying our content, please like this video and subscribe to The Vault on YouTube and across the audio-only spaces should you feel so inclined. And just a reminder, like I said at the top, this is year-round content for us. So we will be following this team closely as the offseason begins. We'll be heading out to Vegas next week for the Super Bowl to provide some content from Radio Row and anything else that we can get our hands on. Looks like Brian Billick and Roquan are both going to be out there, and hopefully Lamar will be accepting his MVP trophy out there. Not the one that he wanted, but the one that he's going to have to accept, and we'll see if he has to. We'll see if he chooses to go out and accept it in person this year like he did four years ago. So, anyway, we appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for the support, and we will talk to you on Wednesday morning. <laughs>